Hello, welcome to the Grace Life Podcast. The message you're about to hear, if diligently applied, will absolutely change your life. We're praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, thereby allowing the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Now let's join the service already in progress with Pastor West. take authority right now over every pain. This, the Holy Ghost just said that there's someone here right now today that's, <clears throat> that's been dealing with a pain in their body since yesterday. Since yesterday. I'd like to welcome River Church with us. They're joining us live from, from Tuscaloosa via the internet. We're so thankful, so blessed to have you with us today. The Holy Ghost is, is speaking and is moving. If you're there at River Church and if you've had pain in your body, if you've had something that you've been dealing with since yesterday, it applies to you. Glory to God. But if you're here today, I want you to put your hand on that place. Put your hand on that place. In fact, no, the Holy Ghost just corrected me. If you're here today, I want to raise your hand. If you're here today and you've dealt with some pain in your body since yesterday, raise your hand. Glory to God. Come to the front. Come to the front now. If, if you've had pain since yesterday, come to the front. We're going to lay hands on you. I need a couple guys to help me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Where's, where's the pain been at, brother? In your back? Yes, right there. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over every pain. I command you right now. Pain, listen to me. I adjure you in the name of Jesus. Flee this man's body. Right now, I declare freedom. I declare liberty. Uh, he's free. He who the Son sets free is free right now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Where have you been dealing with pain? Miss Pam, put your, put your hand right here. Miss Tina, put your hand there. Put your hand on her. Glory to God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we come against pain. We speak to this pain now. We command it to leave the anointing of Almighty God. <laughs> oh, flow from the top of her head right now to the soles of her feet. Pain, 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 pain. Uh, leave in Jesus' name. Flee her body right now. Freedom, freedom, freedom in Jesus' name. It's ours. It's ours. Glory to God. In your side, Miss Barbara, put your hand where it hurts. Miss Barbara can, glory to God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, glory to God. Mm. In, right now, flow in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went in. Life of God went in. And it's moving now. I sense it from side to side, top to bottom. It's driving out every pain and sickness. I command you to leave right now. Freedom from pain. In Jesus' name, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Good morning. Good morning. Well, pain has to leave today. Amen. Amen. Where have you been hurting? Can you tell me? In your shoulder and in your hip. Yeah, my leg needs to grow out. Amen. Well, we can take care of that too. Go ahead and sit down. What could be part of the problem? Miss Barbara, I can get you to help me. You can sit down in the chair there. Check your legs for me, if you don't mind raising you. Can you raise your heels up for us? Which one is it? The left, her right here, right, left to us, all right. Right now, and then open them up just a little bit, about right there. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I command this leg right now to come forth, right now. Extend, 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 right there, stop. Glory to God, glory to God, hallelujah. Amen. It's out. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Somebody praise the name of Jesus. Man. Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Where's on your shoulder? Glory to God. Sitting my neck and down my shoulder. Yeah. Been tangling and numb. Yeah. Glory to God. Well, right now, the life of God. <laughs> oh, glory to God. The life of God right now. Correct every muscle, tendon, ligament, bone, rotator cuff in the shoulder right now. Uh, recreative miracles. Glory to God. Make new. For the Spirit of the Lord says she has a job to do. And she's on my team. And when she's on my team, <laughs> she has the right equipment. If that includes new parts. <laughs> if that includes new parts, I change the equipment. Glory to God. So right now, a new equipment change. The equipment manager has arrived. Oh, oh, yeah. And he's putting new parts right now. Glory to God. Healing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Glory be to God. It's ours in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Is anyone else? Anyone else? Miss Tadlock, you may not have been hurt, but we're just going to go ahead and charge you up in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. The anointing is here. It's not me. Mm -hmm. The healer lives in you. And right now we just stir up the gift. We stir up the life right now from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Father, I thank you for the life of God to correct, to continue. It, it, it's not something that's starting, it's continuing. It's already began. It's already, it, it's already working its course, but it's just coming to fulfillment. It's coming to completion. And just like the word that was spoken there over this dear lady, the same applies here. That she has a job to do. It's not over. She's not finished. So she needs equipment. <laughs> and the equipment that I've given her is changed. Oh, glory be to God. It's changed. The equipment manager has arrived. <laughs> New equipment. Glory be to God. New equipment right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I, 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 just, I just see a supernatural joy. Not something that comes from external things. Not something that comes from circumstances. Not something that comes from anything of this world. But a bubbling, a bubbling, a bubbling from the inner man, from the innermost being. A supernatural joy. And as that joy springs forth, as you allow it to come forth, glory be to God. Like Brother Hagin talked about, I believe it was Sister uh, 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 Lillian B. Yeomans. They talked about the praise cure. Glory to God. That, that praise cure. Oh, glory to God. The joy of the Lord springing forth. Healing manifested. Oh, where the presence of the Lord is, there's freedom and liberty. Freedom and liberty is an environment that's created that sickness cannot live in. Glory be to God. Hell can't thrive when heaven is, is manifest. So heaven is manifest right now in her body. Oh, glory be to God. And a joy that springs from the inside. <laughs> Supernatural. So don't listen to your mind. Don't look at circumstances. And definitely don't listen to your body. <laughs> but let it, let it bubble forth from the inside. Glory be to God on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning. Let it bubble forth in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. If you're joining us from Tuscaloosa again. We're so grateful that you're with us. We're honored and privileged to be able to minister, and I want you to receive the same today. Just say, it's mine. I take it. I receive the healing anointing into my body from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Glory to God. Where the presence of the Lord is, there's freedom. There's freedom. Glory to be to God. Let's praise him again for a moment. Father, we magnify you. We honor you. Oh, glory be to God. You know, the world gets excited 
I said, the world gets excited about sporting events. They go to football games and basketball games and, and, and things, and they shout and holler and scream. And how much more should we get excited about Jesus? How much more should we be excited about the finished work of Christ? Glory, 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 glory. Father, we magnify you. Father, we honor you. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for the blood. I said we thank you for the blood that cleansed us, that washed us. Glory be to God. Jesus himself went into the very holy of holies and he presented his blood before the Father and it cleansed us and it washed us and it made us holy without blemish, without blame. Glory be to God. And it's forever speaking. I said it's forever speaking. It's forever declaring on our behalf. Oh, that there's nothing between us and the Father today. No, no, I said there's nothing between us and the Father, but we're completely holy. We're completely without blame. Glory be to God. So we don't allow the enemy to tell us anything other than that. We don't allow the enemy to put any, any condemnation, any blame. Glory be to God, but we're free in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Like Pastor Buzzard Sutherland said, he said Jesus scored a touchdown and he had your, your jersey on. Glory be to God. I said he scored a touchdown. He had your jersey on, on the back of it. It's got your name. Amen. So he did it for you. Amen. Glory be to God. Well, hallelujah. Well, if you can be seated. Amen. Go ahead. Amen. Glory be to God. I tell you, God is good. He's good all the time. Amen. Do we have, we got children today that need to be dismissed. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we allow our children to go to children's church at this time. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. Thank God for the anointing. Thank God for the anointing. You know, I wouldn't take the world with a fence around it and the key to the gate compared to the anointing. Amen. You know, but, but we can walk in such an understanding of that and a revelation of that that it affects us on Monday. It affects us on Tuesday, not just when we come to church on Sunday. You know, a pastor has told us many times that, you know, this is not even really church. We're just meeting in a building. We're the church. This is just a building we come to meet in. Church takes place on the outside. Manifestation of the body of Christ takes, outside, uh, takes place outside of these walls. Amen. And the anointing is present. Glory to God. When we go, when we open our mouth, when we stretch forth our hands to heal, it manifests. Glory to God. In the parks, in the highways, in the byways, on the ball field, at school. Amen. Wherever we go, he goes with us. Amen. Do you believe that? I said, do you believe that? Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. And don't allow the enemy to tell you any different. Don't allow the devil to take your confidence away. Don't allow the enemy to make you feel like you're not good enough because you are. Glory be to God. Why? Because of what Jesus has done. See, it's not about you anyway. It's not about how good you can be. You know, we, we can't be good enough. We, we, we can't get it all together to the place to where we're good enough for Jesus to live on inside of us. But thank God the blood yeah. is good enough. Yeah. The blood did the job once and for all. Yeah. Amen. I quoted that a minute ago. He said he went into the Holy of Holies to obtain an eternal redemption once and for all. For all mankind, once and for all. Yeah. You can't add to it. You can't take away from it. Yeah. Amen. Right. So you're not going to be good enough in the natural, but we're not in the natural. It's not up to us and our ability. It's all about Jesus. We're supernatural people. We're the servant of supernatural God. Amen. But see, we, we, we got to remind ourselves of that. If we don't, then we'll just get kind of bogged down and, 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 and kind of stagnant in, in natural ability. And we're not a match for the enemy in natural ability. We're not, we, we, you know, 
I was standing here uh, worshiping the Lord, and, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself on some things. We're going to be talking about confidence today, confidence in the blood, confidence in the call of God, confidence in, in, in our Father, of who He is in us. Amen. And because of who He is in us, we can have confidence in ourselves, not in our strength, but as, as in who we are on the team, who we are in the body. Yeah. Amen. 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 Glory be to God. And as I was standing there worshiping the Lord, he, he, it, it, the Holy Ghost is, you know, the Holy Ghost will talk to you like, like you talk to other, you know, talk to yourself or your wife or other people. You know, he didn't come and just say, you know, these and thou's and, you know, hitherto and anon. You know, he didn't talk that way. And as I was standing there, you know, uh, I, you know, I use sports analogies a lot because I love sports. Yeah. Like sports, I should say. I love God. I like sports. But, you know, he, he, he was saying, as I was there, he said, you know, we, we're on, as a body of Christ, we're on God's team. We're not, we're not just on the team. We are the team. Amen. And that means he's counting on us. Amen. And, you know, during a, during a, during a uh, sporting event, whether it be football, basketball, whatever, there's certain assignments that each team member has on that team. I know uh, Scott coaches uh, baseball and you coach basketball. And I guess if they play football, you probably help with that, too. But, you know, on those teams, each player has an assignment. When I played baseball, I played mostly third base. Well, there's certain assignments that third baseman has depending on what runners they have on base, right? You've got to go to a certain base to get an out or turn a double play, or you play maybe off the bag or close to the bag, whatever, there's certain assignments. In the game of basketball, there's certain assignments that they have, and there's certain players on that team that they know if the game gets on the line and it's down to the last minute, last seconds, last, last half a second, that they're going to call on that person to take the shot. And they have to have confidence in that team player to make the shot. And that player has to have confidence in who? In himself, right? In his ability. Well, glory to God. We're on God's team, and the good news is we don't have to take confidence in natural strength or ability. But see, we've got supernatural strength and ability. But we have to make a conscious effort and decision that by faith, that's all by faith, by faith, we're going to take confidence in the ability, the supernatural ability God on the inside of us, and we're ready to take the last shot. And as I was sitting there worshiping, he said, I'm calling on my team members to take the last shot. The game is close. The time's running out. The 30-second the, the, the play clock is on. I'm coming back to get my children, and I'm counting on my team members to take the last shot. Now, that tells me this. That tells me that he's got confidence in you. That tells me he's got confidence in us to take the good news of the gospel all across this earth, first starting in our home, then to our neighborhood, then to the streets, then to the marketplace. But he's got confidence in us to take the last shot. See, that ought, that ought to give you some boldness. Because it's not about us. It's not about how good we can be. It's not about how eloquent we can speak and how we got everything together, you know. Because the thing of it is, we're not ever going to have it all together. You know, a lot of times we just, you know, one day when, when I get this in order and that in order, then I'm going to help down, you know, with the outreach or, you know, one day when I, when I know that I've got things, you know, where I need to be with God. You know, you heard people say that when I get right with God, you know, when I get just, just uh, you know, then I'm going to go tell somebody about Jesus. I'm going to go talk to my neighbor because I know they need it, but I'm not really confident right now that I can do it because I've done this or that or I've been through certain things. And because I've been through the battle and I've got a few scars and I've missed it a cut time or two, then I don't feel like I've got the confidence to go talk to them. Well, see, that's a lie from hell. See, we're not ever going to be good enough in our strength and ability because it's all about him anyway. It's kind of like having children. How many of you said, well, at the right time, we're going to have kids. But really, you can plan and you, you can, you know, there's nothing wrong with planning. But most of the time, 
there's not really a, a, a right set time to have them. So what we need to do, and this is what the Holy Spirit spoke to me, is this, is we just need to go ahead and make a conscious decision or effort that we're going to be on the team and we're just going to go ahead and take the shot. Amen. And not wait till we get it all together. Right. Not wait till we think we got it all lined up. Not wait till we hadn't missed it here or there. Not wait till we think we just, you know, because the, the thing of it is, we're not ever going to be in that place. In the physical. How many of you know you have a body? Yes. How many of you know you got feelings? How many of you had some this morning when you woke up? <laughs> How many maybe had, you know, don't raise your hand, but maybe have, some of you had some feelings toward your spouse, towards somebody. Maybe you had some feelings towards somebody on the road this morning. Amen. But the thing of it is, we're not governed by our feelings. And if we just go ahead and realize that, that you know, we live in a physical body that's going to have feelings, that's going to have thoughts. But the good news is that we're in Christ. We're hidden in Christ, and he's already ordained us. He's already qualified us. He's already given us the equipment and the ability and the tools. All he's doing is waiting for us to take the shot. And we're not going to step out to take the shot unless we've got the confidence in who he is. Amen. So we're going to talk about that some, some today, about confidence. Amen. That affects so many different places of our life. Amen. You know, the, the devil comes with thoughts and feelings all the time. But it's like Brother Hagin always taught us. He said, you know, the bird can come and he can fly over your head, but don't let the, the bird build a nest. You know, he's going to come with a stick here and there and some straw. And I was, I was doing some studying yesterday and looking out my window. And there's these two turtle doves or doves, whatever they are, in the tree. I took a picture of them, actually. They landed there together, two of them. They was in a pair, you know. One of them had a stick or something in his mouth. I was watching them look like they possibly, you know, I had a thought maybe they're going to build a nest or whatever. You know, well, the bird can come and he can... Bring a stick or a twig or the enemy can come, but don't allow him to stay there and build a nest to where you begin to think that way. You begin to think, well, I, I, I just don't have what it takes. Or you begin to think, I've missed it too many times. Or you think, you know, we just, we, you know, I see what someone else has done, but I just don't see myself doing that. But see, that's where the, the importance of taking your, your place on the team. Every team player has a different role. But the importance... Uh, 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 for victory, the important part about gaining the victory is this, is that you take your part serious, amen, and you do your part with confidence and your part with boldness, knowing that the equipment's already been given, knowing that the anointing abides on inside of you. You know, the scripture tells us that we don't have need that any man teaches. Now, that don't mean you're unteachable. That just means that, that, that when you need something and you need the information, and you need to know what to do that the Holy Ghost is there to give it to you. You know, the disciples, they were upset when Jesus left. They, they, they're like, oh, we got the master here with us. And you're telling us you're going to leave. Why are you going to leave us? We want you to stay here. He said, no, you don't understand. He said, if I leave, there's a greater one coming. that He won't just walk with you, but he'll live on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. He said, when I'm here, I walk with you and I talk with you. But when we depart, we're departed. But when the Holy Ghost comes, he'll live, he won't just walk with you, but he'll live on the inside of you. So everywhere that you walk, Holy Ghost walks. Amen. If you have a business, Holy Ghost is interested in your business. If you have children, the Holy Ghost is interested in your children. If you're married and he's interested in your marriage, he's interested in every detail of your life. Every detail. Every detail. Glory to God. So we have the one that's interested in every detail living on the inside of us. We are the temple of of Holy Spirit. Yes. 
We're not trying to get him. We're not hoping that we can get him. We ought to see that. That, that. that all comes back to what we were just talking about, that he spoke to me there about, about taking the last shot. See, we got to get past the, the, all these hangups in our mind of what will we say or how will we do it. We don't have what it takes. Or we've missed it too many times or maybe, you know, it's just not for me. Well, you, you know, one day we're going to stand before the Father, all of us, and he's going to ask us, what did you do with the equipment that I gave you? He's going to ask us one day, you know that, that I ask you to do this and I ask you to do that. He's either going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter in, or he's just going to say, oh, well, come on in. <laughs> you know, but we've got, a, we've got a choice to make. There's, there's nothing grievous about that. It's, it's, it's exciting. Amen. Man, there's nothing more exciting than, than, than being on the team, Amen. being on God's team. See, why? Because nobody's sitting on the bench. Nobody's a bench warmer unless they choose to be. See, God wants us to be in the game. He wants us to be in the game. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. I think I could run from here to Birmingham and back. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the, the shot clock has been set and it's running. And Jesus said, I'm coming back. Hallelujah. Do, 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 I wonder sometimes that we realize that, that we're... That we're that, that, that we're the ones that's going to write the last few chapters of the book of Acts. We're, we're going to finish them out. Amen? Amen? He's counting on us. He's depending upon us. And that's exciting. That the master, the king of kings and the lord of lords, the creator of heaven and earth, is counting on us. That tells me that he loves me. That tells me that no matter, where, who, no matter what anybody's ever said about me, no matter how, how many times that I have missed it, no matter... The times that I wasn't obedient. See, the blood will cover that if we have a pure heart and we depend upon him. And I tell you what, when we depend upon that love and we understand that love, there's nothing that can stand in our way. Amen. Nothing that can stand in our way. We'll take our place on the team. We'll do our assignment. We won't compare our, we, you know, we won't compare our position to the other one. Just like on a, on, a, on a football team, a lot of times people say, well, he's a quarterback. He always gets to play. He's a pitcher. Man, I wish I could be the pitcher. Well, what about the, the, the one that's catching? He's just as important as a, as a pitcher, right? Well, I mean, what kind of game would that be if the, if the pitcher got up and threw the ball and just went to the backstop and the guy on first base got to advance and, you know, every time they threw it, nobody caught it so he could just steal a base. And he just keep doing it in the game. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Every position is so important. The right fielder that looks at the birds and, you know, and throws rocks and chases crickets out there in Little League, you know, He's important. If the ball's hit to him, then he's important to catch the ball, make the out. He's part of the team. Amen. Amen. So if we'll, if we'll get past, you know, the, the, the big eyes and the, and the little U's and, and, and his job and their job or whatever it is, and we'll just focus on, look, we're on the team. We're going to take our position. I don't care if it's a school teacher. I don't care if it's, if it's a homemaker taking care of your children and instilling in them the word of the living God. Amen. There's nothing greater. There's no higher calling than to sow the seed of the living word into a young child's heart and seeing them grow up in the admonition of the Lord. See, but it's about taking that, that position and that place and taking it serious. And realizing that when you don't know what to do, thank God the greater one's there. He knows. And I depend upon him. And by faith, I'll receive it from him. By faith, I'll get the answer. By faith right now in this, when my, you know, if your kids may be acting like total, whatever, I'll let you fill in the blank. But when they're acting that way, the Holy Ghost, he knows. He's got the answer. Glory to God. He'll reveal if you'll listen. And his plan never fails.
Glory to God. Well, I guess I got to get to my notes because I got to. Amen. We got a clock up there. Amen. I'm preaching my notes anyway, but glory to God. We're going to get we're going to get get moving here. Let's turn in your Bibles to first John. First John, chapter three. Amen. You got your Bible with you today. If you don't, you can look on the screen. If we, we're going to have. Amen. We're going to have the scripture on the screen. First John, chapter three. We're going to receive our Sunday morning tithe and offering at the end of the service. So I'm just letting you know that I didn't forget. Pastor's not going to run me out of, out of, out of town because I forgot to tithe an offering. Amen. <laughs> no, we're going to give you the opportunity. It's an opportunity to give. Amen. Amen. So we're going to receive that tithe and offering at the end. Got a couple of announcements to make. We'll do that at the end. But right now, let's go to 1 John chapter 3. Hallelujah. Before I read the scripture here, it's 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. I want to read the definition to you, the meaning of confidence. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, we'll read that momentarily. Confidence means a trusting or a reliance. It means an assurance of mind or a firm belief in the integrity of or the stability or the veracity of another. Or in the truth. It's a trusting or reliance and assurance of mind or a firm belief in the integrity or the stability or the veracity of another or in the truth of a reality or a fact. It's trusting in our Father. Glory to God. It's a belief in the integrity of God our Father. Have you know that God is not a man that he should lie? Amen. That he keeps his word. Yes. Regardless of outward circumstances. Yes. So you, you can't judge the, the truthfulness of the word based on anything that's happened superficially on the outside. Right. You can't judge it by that. God never lies. He never fails. His word's always true and it's constant. It's the only thing. It says heaven and earth will pass away, but my words remain forever. Amen. Glory to God. So you can't judge the faithfulness of God's word by anything other than what he said and by the character and the life of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Jesus healed everyone. Everywhere that he went, he healed everyone, set people free. If they needed help, he gave them help. He never turned anyone away. When we go on the mission fields in foreign countries, we tell people that. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. He wants to help you. Jesus was moved with compassion, and he helped people. So it's a trust, a reliance, an assurance of mind, a belief in integrity, stability, a veracity of another person, of their character, of their nature. And what we're talking about today is in our Father God. Amen. 1 John chapter 3, and verse 8 says this. It says, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. An amplified version, it says, but he who commits sin, who practices evil doing is of the devil. That take, it means he takes his character from the evil one, for the devil has sinned, violated divine law from the beginning. The reason the Son of God was made manifest or visible was to undo, now listen to this, Jesus was manifested for this reason, to undo, to destroy, to loosen, to dissolve the works that the devil has done. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Sound like he got the job done, amen? amen? And it's something that's already done. It's not something that's going to happen one day. It's, it's a finished work. We understand that. We've been taught well here. Amen. It's a finished work. But it's not just an understanding of something that we know up here. It's got to be a heart, a heart knowledge. It's got to be revelation knowledge that comes from your, from your head up here down to your heart. Amen. Glory to God. So we're made in the image of God and we're made 
also for this purpose. Did you hear me today? We're made for this purpose. You said me? Yeah, yeah, us. We're made for this purpose. What purpose? Again, in verse eight, we're made for this reason. To undo. Wait a minute. Now you say you're talking about Jesus. No, I'm talking about us. The body of Christ, the team players on his team, we're manifested. Jesus was manifested for this reason. But now where does Jesus live? He lives on inside of us. So if we're his children made in his image, then this also applies to us. What? We've been been given this job to undo, to destroy, to loosen, and to dissolve the works that the devil's done. It's already been done legally through the blood of the cross, through through the broken body of Jesus. But on the earth that we're the ambassadors we're the deputies that have been deputized with the name of Jesus to do what? To enforce what's already been done legally. Amen. So we're, we're also to be manifested for this purpose. To destroy, to loosen. Brother Hagin called it raising hell. R-A-Z-E. When you raise the building, you destroy it. De- demolish it. Bring it down. So we've been born to destroy the works of the devil. Now see, if you realize that's your identity... Then everywhere that you go, you kind of have a different perspective. Then when you see hell, you kind of get a little upset. When you see someone in bondage that's been going through some things and they kind of get under your skin a little bit. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, a, a, a physical aggravation. What I'm talking about is a spiritual thing. Amen. See, Jesus, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> when he walked the earth, he, you know, he didn't go to the, you know, a lot of times today, you know, people, they want to come to, to seminars and and meetings and all that's good and that's fine. But see, Jesus, he didn't go to the places where it was all nice and carpeted and air conditioned. Of course, they didn't have that back then. But, but you know, but he, even if it was today, I believe he'd be out in the highways and the byways. He, you know, he said he came to seek and save those that were lost. Right. He came for the sinner. He said the one that's well, they don't need the doctor. Right. They don't need a physician. Right. He said, I came for those that are sick. He said, I came for those that are lost. Right. Amen. Glory to God. So to change your perspective the way you see yourself, the way that you live, the, the things that you do. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Glory be to God. So I believe this, that God wants us to have a kingdom mindset. Amen? Amen. He wants us to have a kingdom mindset that when we, when we live, when we live this life, no matter what it is, that we're on the team that we've been called, the position that we have. Amen? Whether it be a school teacher, a coach, like I said, you can, you can go all throughout whatever calling that you have in that position we're to have a kingdom mindset in everything that we do. Amen. If you're retired today and, and you've got a little extra time, see, then you have a purpose and a plan. I remember uh, Doc Corton was one of our teachers out at Raymond. He's in heaven now. And, uh, you know, he said, I'm not going to retire. He said, I'm just going to refire. And man, he was a fireball preacher. He wouldn't even take his jacket off. He was an old time Pentecostal. And he said, don't ever, he'd tell us at that pulpit, he said, don't ever let me hear you Maybe I find out that you took your coat off. He said, I'll come and and bless God, I'll come get you personally. And and don't ever take that jacket off. You respect that pulpit. I understand. We we respect the Holy Ghost. But he was old school. Amen. But he had a fire about him for the things of God. And he said, I'm not going to ever retire. He said, I'm just going to refire. 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 What I'm saying is God has a plan and a purpose. Amen. Whatever place in life you are. And that plan and purpose is this, is to destroy the works of the enemy. To bring back people in the union with God, amen, to reconcile. And you may be sometimes thinking, what am I here for? You may think sometimes, you know, I thought I'd be in a different place by now. 
I thought I wouldn't have had to walk through some of the things I've walked through. I thought maybe that my marriage hadn't, first marriage hadn't failed. Or maybe you've been in the second. You think, well, maybe I didn't think that would happen in the second. Or maybe you opened a business. You thought I wouldn't have had to lose everything that I had to lose. But say, I'm here to tell you today that all that doesn't matter is under the blood. Bless God, today you're standing before an open heaven. There's nothing between you and God because of what the blood of Jesus did. Amen. The blood of Jesus today is forever speaking before the Father on your behalf. Whoo, glory to God. I think I could jump over this first row of chairs right here. Amen. I said the blood of Jesus is forever speaking on your behalf today before the Father. Amen. And I want you to know that, that he's no respecter of persons, that he'll use you to raise the dead. He'll use, use you to heal the sick. He'll use you to preach the gospel to thousands or to one. And no, 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 no one's more important. Each one's important. Because I'm telling you, the shot clock is on. Glory to God. And it's counting down. And he said, I'm calling you, dear brother. I've called you, dear sister, to take the last shot. Amen. 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 Open your mouth. Glory to God. Amen. And let me give you the words. Stretch forth your hand and watch me heal. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is a good God. Amen. So we, we, we're to have this kingdom mindset, an increased mindset. Yes. Hallelujah. Go to uh, Matthew chapter 14. Let's go to the Gospels. Matthew chapter 14. We're going to look at the story of Jesus real quickly. So just hold on. We're going to move fast. Glory to God to get, get covered what we need to cover today. Matthew chapter 14. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm on God's team. I'm on God's team. Hallelujah. You know, that, that, that'll just change it. When you wake up in the morning and you think, I just don't have anything really today to live for, you got everything to live for. Everything. Amen. Do you know someone's divine destiny is in your hands? Do you know, do you know, do, do we realize something? You know, when we first got born again, it's, I don't know about you, I was, uh, 15 years old, man, I was so, I, I, I mean, I had fire shooting out my toenails, I think. I was just so excited about the things God. At 15 years old, I borrowed Pastor Eric's, Eric's car. Uh, uh, at the time, I'd moved from the home I was living in. It wasn't a good situation. Thank God he let me move in with him. I think I was sick. I had to be 16 because I was driving. So 15, 16, I don't know. I wasn't breaking the law anyway, but I took his car, Mercury Sable, and bless God, we loaded, I loaded it up with many people as I can get in there. Loaded them up. I'm talking about... People that I'd been drinking with a few months before that. Guys that, that I knew, I mean, they might have been partying on Friday night. I pick them up on, and Saturday night I pick them up Sunday morning and say, we're going to church. Amen. I wouldn't point my finger at them tell them how bad you've been and God's going to get you for that. No, I'd tell them about the goodness of God and how he changed me. Yeah. See, it's your testimony. That's it's your testimony. Your testimony is the gospel, and the gospel is the power of God and the salvation. Amen. See, when you tell people how God set you free and how Jesus set you free and how he turned your life around and he, how he took your sorrow and turned it into joy. Amen. Amen. And how he healed you and how he gave you peace when you didn't have peace. Then what that is, that's the gospel. And the gospel contains the power and the power will get the job done. So there again, it's not your ability. It's not your strength. It's not dependent on what you can do, but the power is contained in the gospel. So if you'll just share the gospel, glory to God, the Holy Ghost said, oh, I'm ready. He's just sitting back waiting. He just sat back on, on, on his Harley Davidson and he's just waiting. He's just waiting for the gospel, and when he does, man, he's popping the clutch and, and going. <laughs> Amen, because he, he's, he's waiting. Just like it was in Genesis, he was hovering over the face of the deep, and he was waiting for the word of the Lord to go forth so he could go and perform. Well, today he's waiting for the gospel to go forth. He's waiting for your testimony to go forth so he can go and perform. Glory to God. See, it's not us, it's him. 
It's not us, but it's him. Oh, glory to God. So don't ever wake up thinking you don't have, you don't have anything to do. Oh, you got something to do. You're important. You're important. Glory to God. If you're a janitor in the school, you're sweeping the floor and you're the, the light in that school. Kids will come to you to find out what's different about you. Glory to God. Mm. Did you know you was born to raise hell? Hallelujah. We might need to get some shirts made. I was born to raise hell. I may start a motorcycle club. I thought about selling my motorcycle, but I might keep it now and, and start a motorcycle club. We're born to raise hell. R-A-Z-E. The hell raisers. <laughs> R-A-Z-E. Amen. To destroy the works of the devil. Not a religious club. I'm not interested in religion, are you? I mean, we could be doing other things today. We, we, you, you know, it's, it's not raining and, and there's a beautiful lake. Bill and I, we like to fish. We like to fish for men and fishes of men and, and natural fish, right? Amen. We've been fishing together. Well, we could be fishing today on, on the river. So we didn't come today just do a religious duty. I'm not interested in religion, but it's a relationship. It's a lifestyle. It's who we are as believers. It's who we are as children of God. Amen. Amen. And if you just go ahead and take your identity of that, then all this other junk out here in the world that tries to attach itself to you, it, it, it just finds itself falling off. Amen. The cares of the world, the, the, the deceitfulness of riches, all these things that try to come in and choke the word out and try to choke your joy out and try to drag you down and bring you down. And those things will fall off when, when you take your identity and who you are in him and just go ahead and make a decision. That's who I am. Amen. And I don't care what they say. I don't care what they think. That's just who I am. Amen. I'm a hellraiser. Yeah. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory be to God. You've been called, you've been anointed, you've been appointed, you've been deputized. What did I used to say on that old Carmen song? He said, I've been deputized to blow the devil clean away. Amen. Amen. Authorized and deputized. By the blood of Jesus. What greater? I mean, you know, it'd be something if if the mayor came down today and and, and authorized you to do something. Or the sheriff came and said, I'm going to make you a temporary deputy. You 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 can be a, what they call them, brother, when... Like a, a, a part-time deputy, what they, get? they got a name for it, like a reserve. You know, you could be a reserve deputy. That'd be honorable. Yeah. You, you, you know, you get a, a plaque for some accomplishment, whatever. But when the king of kings and the lord of lords shed his blood, and the very blood that, that was shed is now before the, the heavenly father, it's in the throne room today, and it's forever speaking on your behalf, and you've been authorized and deputized, you've been cleansed forever. Yeah. Glory to God. And there's nothing between you and the Father. Yeah. And not only that, then he called you. Yeah. And then he anointed you. And then he said, go. <laughs> Glory to God. Do I want you to know there in the Great Commission, it didn't say if my disciples go, it said those who believe in my name, they'll do what? They'll cast out devils. In my name, they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Amen. Those that believe. He didn't say those that, 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 that are called to the fivefold. He didn't say those that are you, you know, that are great missionaries. He didn't say those that, that had huge churches. He said, no, those that believe. My body. See, in these last times, in these final hours, that the shot clock's already been set, it takes the body. It takes the body believers. See, God wants you rich. If, if you're in the area of money, you're dealing with money, I hear this by the Holy Ghost. Some of you in here have got a business and something that deals with money. I know every, you say, well, that's crazy. Every business. I understand that, but what I'm talking about is it's either investing Something to do with uh, buying or selling. I don't know what. It doesn't matter. But I'm going to tell you this. God, whoever that is, God wants you to be filthy rich. Not just rich. Why? Because it's a testimony. It's a testimony of the goodness of God. 
Not so you can just have it and say, look what I've got, but it's a testimony for the goodness of God. So when you go in those arenas and those realms, I know one of them it is, I just might as well tell him. And he knows it. But when you go in that arena in those places, then see, you can be a voice for the, for the kingdom. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. See, God, God has, he, he, he wants salt and light everywhere. Amen. Some reason the body of Christ, you know, it's a lie from hell about, you know, we're just supposed to be lowly and humble and we're not, we're not to have too much of these old world's goods, you know. Well, you can't get much gospel out if you don't have much of these world's goods. I'll just go ahead and tell you that. It takes money to get the gospel out. Glory to God. It, you, know, you know, survival mentality is only, the people that are surviving, they're only thinking about themselves. If you're drowning and somebody's, uh, you know, or, or let me change that. If, some, if you're uh, in, in a swimming pool or at a lake or whatever, somebody's out there drowning, that person is drowning is only thinking about one thing. They're thinking about surviving. Any way they can. They'll scratch, claw. Man, they'll do anything trying to survive. So when you go out to save them, they're not thinking about helping you. <laughs> They're not thinking about you getting out. No, they'll take you down with them because they're thinking about one thing and surviving. Well, the same thing happens in the body of Christ. If somebody's just continually in a, in, a, in a process of I'm surviving, I'm in a survival mode, surviving to put bread on the table. Man, I'm working to, to, you know, to get my light bill paid. I'm working. We're just trying to keep this marriage together. Oh, we're just trying to keep these kids, you, you know, under route. We just, we, we, we're just trying to make it. See, what that is, that's a survival mentality. And if we're in a survival mentality, we're never going to do anything to advance the kingdom. And the devil loves that. The devil is just, just like a dog chasing his tail. The devil will keep people going around and they'll keep them going around and keep them going around. But if you'll get up every day and you'll say, I'm a, I'm a team player on God's team. God's got an assignment for me today. And I'm in tune with the Holy Ghost and I want to listen. And Father, whatever it is today, if it's when I go to the bank, if you tell me to go in and speak to the bank teller, I'll go do it. When I drop my kids off at school, if there's a mom there that's struggling with her kids, and I know it, if you tell me something, Holy Ghost, I'm going to go minister to her. Whatever it is, I'm on your team. See? But if, but if we stay in that place of distraction, if we, if, if we stay in that place to where we're just always pulled from here to there, and we're just in survival mode, we're not ever going to, to really accomplish much for the kingdom. But we have to realize that we're on the team first. Amen. Glory to God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> we're on the team. Glory to God. And we're commissioned. We're authorized. We're ordained. We're qualified by the blood of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Nothing's missing. Nothing's broken. We're complete. We got all the equipment. We got all the equipment. But see, we got we to get to the place where not only just something that we say and we come to church and hallelujah, but it's something that propels us into action. You know, when you, get, when you get confidence about something, you're ready to go. I mean, it's like shooting a gun. I've been to the shooting range before to practice shooting. As, as, uh, I enjoy doing it, shooting targets. And, you know, and, and if, you, if you know how to handle the weapon and if you've been trained and taught of how to handle it and you, and you get good at it, then you have confidence of what to do. I know several of you have been here in this room have had military training. Well, they train you for a reason so that when you get to the place, you know, they don't wait 30 minutes before the battle and they say, okay, this is what you do, X, Y, Z. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. They train you and try their best to put you in situations that simulate a battle so that when you get there, you'll have some confidence. You'll be ready. You'll know what to do. You don't even think about it. It's just like this is what we do. If this happens, if the enemy comes from this way, this is what we're going to do here. If they come from over here, this is what we're going to do in this place. See? What it is, 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 is confidence. You understand what I'm saying? So when you understand something, am I making sense? Amen. 
when you, when, you, when you understand something, then you have confidence in that area. So what I'm talking about is understanding that, 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 that you're on the team, that you're on God's team, understanding then that you have the equipment and that, that, that you can have confidence in that. And it'll change your, your outlook on everything. Amen. 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 Glory to God. It'll change the outlook on everything. Glory be to God. So let's look at this Matthew 14 right here. This is an example of Jesus, of, uh, of him operating in the kingdom. You know, Jesus, when he walked the earth, he understood that he, he, he was a man. He came to the earth as a man. He laid his godly attributes as far as being in union with the Father, as far as the way he was when he was in heaven. He put those things aside and he came to the earth as a man, as our substitute. It had to be that way. He took our place. But he was in union with the Father as far as the place of knowing who he was, that he was God's son. He was in communication with him constantly, constantly, constant communication. He checked back constantly with headquarters to get direction. And he's our example. We can see how he operated. And when he walked the earth here in uh, Matthew 14, let's look at verse uh, 13. Do you have the Passion Translation? If you do, if you'll open that up on uh, Matthew 14, verse, chapter 14, verse 13. Hallelujah. So we're going to thrive, not survive. Amen. 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 I know, you know, we don't have to, I'm not saying we're going to go pay everybody's bills. I'm not saying that God wants you just to go out, you know, and be like, uh, uh, you know, the people out of the lawn uh, fertilizers that broadcast fertilizer, you know, and you go out and put your money in there and you just go out broadcasting the you know, going down the road. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is being led by the Holy Ghost. That's right. But see, if we're not, if we're always distracted, if we're always caught up in the cares and the concerns and, 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 and you think, well, you know, I'm not really struggling out there. Well, it could be the other side of that. You could be to a place to where you're too comfortable. Yeah. Amen. Not that God, I'm not saying, oh, you better watch it. He'll take it away from it. I don't mean that. What I mean is that sometimes we get to a place to where things are okay. It don't seem like there's much happening going on. Well, see, that's neither here nor there. God doesn't put struggle on us Amen. to teach us anything. He doesn't put sickness on us. The Holy Ghost is a teacher. But what I'm talking about is, is, an, is a is an awareness and making a conscious effort and decision to know who we are, what we've been called to do in the, in the position that we, that we have and taking it serious and, and, and having a, uh, every day that, that, that we wake up just knowing that's who we are, that we're a soldier in the army of the Lord. Glory to God. <laughs> Praise God. There's no higher calling. There's no higher purpose. So, Verse 13, you got the passion. I'm going to read it off my paper because I don't have the Bible, but I've got it on my notes here. Verse 13 in the Passion Translation says, On hearing this, Jesus slipped away privately by boat to be alone. But when the crowds discovered that he had sailed away, they emerged from the nearby towns and followed him on foot. So when Jesus landed, he had a huge crowd waiting for him, seeing so many people, his heart was deeply moved with compassion toward them. I want you to make note of that. He saw these all the people, and his heart was deeply moved with compassion. So he healed all that were sick, or he healed all the sick who were in the crowd. Later that afternoon, his disciples came to Jesus and he said, it's going to be dark soon, and the people are getting hungry. But there's nothing to eat here in this desolate place. You should send the crowds away to the nearby villages to buy themselves some food. 
So they, they, they're looking at it from the natural side of it. And they're saying, look, you know, it's getting dark. They're getting hungry. We need to go ahead and send them away now so they have time to get to where they're going and they can buy themselves something to eat. But Jesus had a different, Jesus had a different idea. Why? Because he was, he, he's kingdom-minded. He has a kingdom mindset. He's not going by only natural ability or natural wisdom. Or There's nothing wrong with natural wisdom. But see, we're to be connected with a greater one on the inside and listening, amen, to get direction. So what happened here is Jesus said, uh, he said, they don't need to leave. You can give them something to eat. Now, to the natural mind, the disciples are like, man, you, Jesus, maybe Jesus has been out in the sun a little bit too long today. You know, maybe it's just he just got a little too hot. He just needs to sit down. We'll get Jesus something to eat and we'll send these people away and everything will be all good. But no, that's not what Jesus meant. He said, you can give them something to eat. They answered, but all we have is five barley loaves and these two fish. So that's what happens to us a lot of times. We say, well, what do we really have to offer? You know, what can we really do in this situation? I seem helpless. Well, that's, that's a good place to be. Why? Because then we're dependent upon the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. I said, you hear me today. That's a good place to be because then you're dependent upon the Holy Ghost that he can do the job and you can't because we can't anyway. So we ought to just go ahead and make the decision on the front end that we're going to let him do the job. Amen. And if we'll just act and be obedient, then he can do it. Glory to God. Amen. And that'll take away. I'm not saying your mind won't have thoughts, but we can walk through that. Amen. We can tell our mind to be quiet. We can talk to ourselves and say, mind, I take authority over you. Thoughts, I command you to leave. I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost. I'm going to step out. And I'm going to watch the Holy Spirit get the job done. Amen. Glory to God. So, um, so he said, they don't, they don't need to leave. You can give them something to eat. They answered, all we have is these five barley loaves, two fish. He said, let me have it. <laughs> then he had everyone sit down on the grass, and he took the five loaves and two fish. He looked up to heaven, and he gave thanks to God. What did he do? He checked in with headquarters. He acknowledged the Heavenly Father. He had confidence in who his God was who his father was. Hallelujah. So he had him sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and two fish. He looked up to heaven and gave thanks to God. He broke the bread into pieces. Then he gave it to his disciples who in turn gave it to the crowd. See, each person was a player on the team. Each person had a job to do. Now, what if they would have been stubborn-headed and said, well, I'm just not going to do that. I'm, just gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to participate. No, they had a job. Jesus gave them a job to do, and they did the job. They did what he asked, and then the supernatural happened. Glory to God. So he had everyone sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves, two fish, gave thanks to God, broken into pieces. He gave it to his disciples. They gave it to the crowds, and everyone ate until they were satisfied, for the food was multiplied in front of their eyes. Supernatural. They didn't have enough. See? So you may be in a place sometimes where you feel like I don't have enough. I don't have what it takes. I don't have the ability. I can't stand before people. I won't know what to say in that moment when I go. I don't have the ability to heal. I don't have what it takes to get the job done. But see, oh, glory to God. We're not natural people. We're supernatural people. We're the supernatural God. But are we connected to the kingdom? Do we have a kingdom mindset? Do we understand that? Do we know that? Amen. So they picked up the leftovers, or it said the food was multiplied in front of their eyes. They picked up the leftovers and they filled up 12 baskets. There were about 5,000 men who were fed in addition to many women and children. 
Glory to God. Sound like God to me. See, God is a too much God. God does everything to the overflow. He's got a kingdom mindset. So we're to have a, a, a kingdom mindset means that we're to have a, 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 an abundance mindset, a too much mindset, a harvest mindset. Amen. <laughs> now, don't, don't, uh, don't turn here, but in John eleven thirty eight, you can make notes if you're taking notes. It's when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead and Jesus looked up to heaven and he, and he said something. He said, he, said, he said, Father, I know you always hear me. One translation said, he looked up to heaven and he said, I have confidence in you, Father, that you always hear me. He was deeply moved. He said, I thank you that you always hear me, but for those that are here around me, then I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it where everybody can hear, but I know that you always hear me. And then he spoke to Lazarus and he said, Lazarus, come forth. But he already knew what was going to happen before it happened because he said, I got confidence in my Father. Amen. Do we have confidence today? Glory to God. Now, we don't have time to get in uh, uh, to, to some of the, the things today, but I'm going to, in the next few minutes here, we're going to wrap this together. But again, if you're taking notes, I want you to jot these down and look back at them later. 2 Corinthians 5. We're going to hit this quickly. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 19, it says, He's committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation, of restoration to favor. That means that he's committed. See, the word commit means to take from one person. Like, if, for instance, for Bill, if I gave Bill a job and I said, Bill, uh, next Sunday I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be able to be here and I want, I want this, this, and this done in my stead because I'm not going to be here. Well, what I would do is I would be committing that job to Bill because I know Bill's character. I know he's going to get the job done. So even though I wouldn't be here personally to do it, I'm going to give it to the, the job to him to get it done. See, so what Jesus has done here. He said, I'm, I'm committed. God has done this. He said, I'm committing this job, this ministry of reconciliation, reconciling pe people to favor with me. I'm going to commit it and give it to you. Amen. So he entrusts us with that. Now, if he's going to give it to us, and he also gave us the equipment to get the job done. Yes. Amen. It's called Holy Spirit. Yes. It's called the anointing. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some people restore cars and furniture and houses. You know, a lot of people restore cars and they get them back to the original. You know, they want to keep the original engine, the original whatever, make it look close to the original as they can. But thank God, we've, we've got the job to restore people. Amen. We can restore people back to God's original purpose. Did you hear me? Amen. See, it doesn't matter where they've been or what they've done. That has nothing to do with it. See, we've got to get to the place where we realize the blood of Jesus is enough. The blood of Jesus got the job done. It's better than Mr. Clean. It's better than Magic Eraser. What was that man used to ride around with the, uh, was that Mr. Clean? I remember as a kid, I'd watch those commercials and, and every once in a while my mom would give me a sponge. She said, you like that commercial? Here's your sponge. Get some of this and get busy, son. <laughs> get busy. Some elbow grease. You know, a lot of kids today don't know even elbow grease. What is it? You need to wipe your elbow off? Is that what it is? You know, they don't even know what you're talking about. Amen. The blood of Jesus is better. It's better than awesome. You go down to Dollar General, and I went to buy some awesome the other day, and the whole shelf was empty. I thought, man, what do you got to do? Camp out down here and wait till the ship and comes in and get a bottle of awesome? Amen. So it doesn't matter where a person's been. Glory to God. All he asked us, he didn't ask us to clean them up. There again, I'm talking about fishing, but have you ever caught a fish bill that was clean, ready for the frying pan when you... I mean, you just all of a sudden hung in it, man, you fighting it, and you get it up there, and Dipping the net, and you get, man, it's filleted already. Where, where's the hush puppies? 
Yeah. Like, Honey, get, throw the hush puppies on. I'm coming. We're coming to the bank. You know, you don't get it that way. Man, you catch it. And if you've had a good day, especially bass fishing, you've had a good day. You look at that thumb, man, it's all skinned on the end. You know, it's got a little, you know, you, the skin's kind of messed up if you had a good day. But I can look at somebody's thumb and tell them, man, you didn't catch many, did you? <laughs> you? You didn't catch much today. <laughs> Amen. So you don't catch fish that are all clean, ready for the frying pan. No, no you go out there in the, in the, in the, you know, in the, in the dirty here and now where they are, what they're dealing with. And the blood of Jesus, bless God, it'll go right in the middle of the muddiest, dirtiest, don't matter what it is, the, 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 the filthiest places, to the crack houses. Glory to God. He'll go right in the middle of any of that with a man laying in the gutter. Oh, glory to God. Amen. And he'll pull them up out of that mess. Right. And he'll set them free. See, the gospel is the power of God. But he can't get the gospel to him if we don't go. He can't get the, the good news. He can't get the power of salvation that's in the gospel if we don't go, if we aren't messengers that'll take it, if we don't take our place on the team, if we don't have confidence in God and the blood and confidence in who we are in him. We've got to have confidence to take the shot. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we are as ambassadors. God makes it in verse 20, chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. It says, God makes his appeal through us. He said, I beg you to lay hold on the divine favor that's offered to you and be restored. That's what we're to do is he's making his appeal through who? Through us. He's making his appeal to lost people. He's making his appeal to sinners, to those that are addicted to drugs that are in bondage. He's making his appeal through us. Please go, go for me. I beg you to lay hold of this divine favor that's offered you and be restored. Glory to God, divine, to God's divine original purpose for your life. See, that's good news. The church has beat people over the head too much. You know, well, we might let you, you know, join the fellowship. and We're going to watch you for two or three months. Come on in. We're going to kind of keep an eye on you. We're going to watch you. And I'm going to see what you're doing. I'm going to watch you. Nowadays, we're going to troll your Facebook page and we're going to do this and we're going to see how you talk and act. And if you, man, if you, you know, if you big, you know, if you, if you got everything together, then, then, then we'll let you join the church. Well, you can keep your church. <laughs> I don't want to join the letter. The letter I like is letter, I don't know if I can make it. How you make a J? Letter J, Jesus. Part of the family of God. Glory to God. So, we're ambassadors for Christ. <laughs> we're to receive orders. How many of you know that ambassador is going to be in tune with headquarters? You think they know kind of what's going on back home? They're to be in sync, in rhythm, to have the same mindset. They're to be together. We're, you know, legally we're one with Christ, but are, really, are we really one with Christ? I know that's a play on words, but legally we're one with him in spirit, but... But are we really one with him in fellowship? Are we on the same wavelength? You know, Pastor talked about that last week, that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit, but there's many refillings. You can be drained by the cares of life. You can be drained by the distractions that we're talking about. But see, if we're, if we're going to be refilled and stay filled, it comes through fellowship. Amen. It, through, it comes through worship and praise and being around the Father. Amen. It comes through an acknowledgement of who we are, acknowledging every good thing. That's in him, that's in us. Amen. See, you can't, I'm, I'm telling you what, you, if, if you acknowledge every good thing that's in him, that's in you, how can you, how can you stay in the mother groves? How, I, don't, I don't know how you can do it. 
Now, I've been there. I've had the mother grubs. <laughs> you know that? We don't like them. We've had, you know, I've been to a place where I was depressed. I've been to the place where I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. What's the use? I've been there. I've been to the place to where it looked like did everything right, but everything's wrong. I've been to the place to where, you know, you just tempted to say, why, why is it worth it? But see, that's where you come back to the places this right here, that you're an ambassador for Almighty God, that you're on his team, that you've been called with a purpose, with purpose, on purpose. And the King of kings and the Lord of lords lives on his side of you. You're the temple of Holy Spirit. You've been called and anointed to stand in the gap between heaven and hell. Uh, my daughter's in an intern program in a missions ministry, and we communicate, and, and uh, she sent me a, a, a picture of a book, the other page out of the book, and I got the book on my bookcase, but I appreciate her sending it to me because we were able to talk and share, but a, but a statement out of the book, I believe it was, or it might have been a note she took, but anyway, it said, the only thing that you can take to heaven when you die is people. Amen. We work in this life and we store away and put away and build this and build that. And there's nothing wrong with all that. But the only thing that we're going to take to heaven with us is people. That's the only thing. It's like the lady said, you know, her husband said, now, honey, uh, you, know, I, I, I'm, you know, if I go before you, he said, now, I want you to promise me one thing. She said, I want you to put everything that I, that I own and put all my money, just pack it in, stack it in, whatever, in there with me so I can take it when I go. I worked hard for it. I worked hard, you know. And I want, to, I want to put it in there and take it all with me. She said, I promise you, I'll do it. And he said, are you, you serious? You willing to do that for me? I'll do it. I'll put it every penny in there. So the day came. She walked down the aisle and people was crying and blubbering and everything, you know. And she walks up there and stands like this for a minute and reaches down in her pocket. She pulls out the check, puts the check in there and right in there with him. Every bit of it. Y'all get that after lunch, you know. I know right now you may not be getting it. You realize the check... You know, going with him, you know, it's not going to do much good in heaven. Y'all get that? She kept her word, but she wrote a check. Amen. Y'all still, y'all get it later. Amen. Maybe, maybe it's a bad joke. I don't know. Amen. She kept her word, but it's not going to do any good. So we can't take anything to heaven with us but people. So we need to take as many as we can. Glory to God. As many as we can. Glory be to God. So the tactic of the enemy is this. The tactic of the enemy is to distract, to the cut lines of communication. Cause a lack of confidence. Just like in the parable of the sower, he comes immediately to do what? Steal the word. Y'all hang with me just, we got about five more minutes. Hopefully I can get the folks from Tuscaloosa, hang with me for five more minutes. We're wrapping this up. Amen. Uh, so he comes to distract and he tries to steal confidence to take our purpose, just like he did with, with the parable of the sower. He comes immediately to steal the word that was sown, just like he did in the Garden of Eden. He comes immediately to do what? To question their authority and say, did God really say that? Did God really say if you eat of this fruit that, that, that you'll, you, you know, you'll, this will happen and that will happen? And did he really say that? No, he said, I believe if you eat it, then you'll be like God. You need to eat it so you can be like God and you'll know all things. You'll be on his level. The thing what it is, they were already on God's level. They were already in union with Christ, with God the Father. They were already one with him. Everything was perfect. But the enemy comes to try to distract, to break that fellowship, to break that communion, to break that communication, to distract us from our purpose, from our position on the team. And he wants us to get over to what about me? What about this? What about that? You know, what about what I've been through? But you have a place on the team. Your job doesn't get done if you don't do the job. Someone else got to cover, has to cover for you. 
And it causes the whole team to suffer. A missed assignment hurts everyone. Now, God can make it up, and he will make it up, but it affects everyone. Amen. So we got to be eternally minded, heavenly minded, harvest mindset. Now, real quickly as we close, I want to ask you this. What, what, what causes this disconnect? What causes sometimes the disconnect between our communication with the Father? You know, because we can't go by feelings. You know, sometimes you wake up, and you, man, it's just the birds are singing, and everything outside is so bright and cheery, and, and you just feel like, man, I'm super Christian today. You know, just seems like everything just, man, it's going. We, we own it today, you know, let's go. But then sometimes you wake up and, every, you know, the birds aren't chirping and it's raining. And maybe you stubbed your toe when you got up. Maybe the dog chewed up the TV remote the night before. Maybe the kid, you, got, you put them in the car seat and they puked all in the floor, you know, and, and, and you backed up, ran over the other kid's bicycle, you know, and just, there's all these things happening and, and, and things in life happen. And you think, well, what's the deal today? And you get discouraged. Do you hear me? That's life. That's real life. And you get distracted. But what causes these things? What causes that disconnect? The lack of communication on the level that we're talking about to where you stay full. Where you stay connected. And what I'm talking about here is a, it's a, it's a kingdom mindset again. That you're getting orders from heaven. That you're getting downloads from Almighty God. You're getting downloads from the general. Go need you to do this today. He understands that we have jobs, but in the, see, the thing of it is, on your, uh, uh, in your position on the team, contained in that is the calling and the influence that you can be in the earth. Amen. Glory to God. In the realm of finances, you can, like I said, he needs influence in that realm. If you're, if you're a mechanic in that realm, he needs influence. If you're a bus driver, it doesn't matter where you are, you're the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And the light of the world is not to be set somewhere uh, uh, under a, a bushel or hid or under the bed is to be set up on the top on a, on a lamp stand so that all the people in the world can see. So I don't know about you, but Jesus is not like Santa Claus and he don't come down in a, in a red suit with a beard and he's walking the streets at Christmas. No, he manifests himself through you and I. He manifests himself through natural, normal people that's anointed by a supernatural God that's bold enough to take their identity in Christ and to step out and declare and decree and release the kingdom of God upon this earth. That's how he comes. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Woo. Praise God. So this disconnect that we're talking about, the disconnect that comes is a lack of confidence. That's what causes the disconnect. It's a lack of confidence. The ability to see us as he sees us. We don't have confidence in ourselves. We don't have confidence in our God. We don't have confidence in who he is in us. So that's where we, we, we lose that disconnect. But I want to tell you something real quickly as we close about the blood of Jesus. Then just hang with me. You can just listen as I quote this. Uh, uh, it, it's about the love of God and the love that he has for others. If we'll stay in that love, then we'll stay full. If we stay in that love, we'll stay connected. Do you hear me? Mark Hankin says it this way. He said, the blood of Jesus is God's liquid love. Glory to God. The blood of Jesus is God's liquid love. Colossians 1.20 in the Passion Translation says, And the blood of the cross, and by the blood of the cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself. Back to his original intent, restored to innocence again. Now this is talking about, real quickly, I want you to grab hold of this. This is talking about you. Just say, this is me. This is me. Say it with me one more time. Say, this is me. This is me. It's talking about me. And if it's talking about me, I can go and tell someone else that it's talking about them. There you go. You got it. Amen. So 
uh, we're made holy through Christ. Verse 20, 21, 22 there, also in Colossians 1, it says, Even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your thoughts and actions. Think about that. You know, sometimes we're living in the, in the shadow of our thoughts and our actions of the past. Even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected you back to himself. He released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as a sin payment on your behalf. Woo, glory. As a sin payment on your behalf. Do you hear me today? He gave the sin payment on your behalf so that you could dwell in his presence. Glory to God. See, we don't have to depend on the blood of bulls and goats any longer. But Jesus himself, through his shed blood, glory to God, he offered a sin payment once and for all on our behalf so that we could dwell in his presence. And now there is nothing. Do you hear me? He said there is nothing between you and the Father, God. For he sees only a holy, flawless, and restored. Amen. He sees you as only as holy, flawless, and restored. Do you see yourself that way today? Amen. See, that's where the disconnect takes place. If you want to make a connection, do it this way. You do it this way. You said, by the blood of Jesus, you wake up in the morning, like Pastor talked about last week, and you begin to, to stir yourself up and, and fill yourself up, and you said, by the blood of Jesus, I've been restored. By the blood of Jesus today, I'm holy. I'm flawless. I'm a glory to God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That I, I'm, I'm completely in union with him. There's nothing that stands between me and the Father. Glory to God. Nobody, see, it doesn't have anything to do with the way you feel or you think. You got to get past it. Just go ahead and make a decision. At the time, the time's never going to be perfect. But we're going to go ahead and go. You know what he just showed me? Just like having kids, you're going to go ahead and, 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 and deliver some kids into the kingdom. Amen. Just like you know, you never never right to have, you know, say, well, we're just going to wait for this and that. And, but we're going to go ahead and just deliver some babies into the kingdom. Hallelujah. We're going to get some people born again in the kingdom. We're going to save some people from, the, from hell. We're going to raise some hell. Glory to God, the shot clock is on and, and, and he's waiting on us to, to make the shot. Glory to God. So we just make the decision. We've got the connection. We've got confidence. Why? Because of the blood. Because of the blood. Glory be to God. Woo. Because of the blood. He reconciled us to favor. He presented us holy, unblameable, unreprovable in his sight. One translation said there's nothing that he would even correct about us. In the spirit realm, in your spirit, man, who you are standing before him, it says there's nothing that he would even correct you for. He can't even find anything. That's how good the blood is. That's what the blood did to us. We're standing in his presence with nothing left against us. Glory be to God. Now, Hebrews 4, 16, there again, just write it down. New American Standard Bible says, therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. See there again, draw what? Draw near with confidence. Tra Passion translation. So now we come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned to receive a mercy kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. 1 John 5, 14, in the King James, it says, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Amen. Confidence. Amen. Confidence. Confidence. Everybody say confidence. confidence. Glory, glory, glory. Confidence in who he is. Amen. 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 So we're going to have boldness. 
we're going to know that we're on the team. We're going to know that the shot clock has been sounded, that it's counting down, and he's counting on us to take the last shot. And when we sense that there's a break, there's something there that's trying to break in the communication and the TV gets fuzzy, and maybe the, the signal won't go through and the call's dropped on the cell phone, that we're going to make a reconnection. See? In the spirit realm, we're always connected. What I mean by that is, is spiritually, legally, you understand where I'm coming from? Legally, we're, we're in union with him. We're one with him. But are we really one with him today? What I mean by that is in our consciousness. We didn't even get there today, but you know the blood even went in and cleansed your conscience. I mean, it even took away the even thought. If, you, if you'll allow it, allow it to, the blood of Jesus will even remove the thoughts of any wrong that you've ever done. It'll remove it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Well, we got to let River Church go. Amen. It's such a blessing to have you with us today. Are they still alive with us? Such a blessing to have you today. We thank God that you're on our team, uh, that you're part of the family with us. We're excited about what God's doing in Tuscaloosa and what he's doing in, in Jemison here and, and, and the future that we have together, working together, uh, preaching the gospel, spreading the good news of the kingdom. We love you, and we call you blessed, and we'll see you next time. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now, for the Grace Life family, we're going to receive our Sunday morning tithe and offering. If you need an offering envelope, if you'll slip up your hand, the ushers will gladly get one to you. I've got just a couple of announcements to make. Uh, the last Sunday of the month, uh, April 28th, is Missions Sunday. Uh, Reverend Missionary Ronald C. will be with us. Uh, I'm actually will be on the trip with him. This will be my sixth year. Uh, to go uh, to preach the gospel there and take uh, the, the love of God to the people of the mountain of Cusco, Peru. And uh, we're excited about that. So he'll be here on, Mar uh, on not March, April 28th, Mission Sunday. So pray, believe God, uh, listen to the Holy Spirit of, of, of a seed to sow. Listen, to, he'll speak to your heart about what to do and how to do and so forth. Amen. We want to be a blessing. That'll be April 28th, Mission Sunday. Also, an announcement we'd like to make is we have a wedding coming up on uh, April the 12th, that's Friday, this next Friday night, uh, 2019, at 6 p.m. here at the church. And that is Brother Ralph and Miss Tina. Amen, we're excited about that. Hallelujah. That'll be Mary.